live down here at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Part of this new gig in Afternoon Drive says here, every Monday throughout the Patriots season, you guys must interview the coach, Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. Bill went can, right can, back to his normal chair. Can we just address the he elephant threw, in the room? He right threw you now, out of the chair and moved you no, over no, there. As a sign of respect, I moved. I moved as a sign of respect said, and funny, loyalty. Because before you said you weren't moving for anything. I never said that. That never came up once. <laughs> what, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, I mean, that's his spot. He's a creature of habit. I would, if he wanted your seat, you would move also. What a wuss. Uh, Bill, it's great to see you. Alex wants my seat. <laughs> ben, how's it going? It's terrific. Everything is good. Everything good with you so far? Yeah, good. All good, right, so we... Lou. How are you doing? Good. 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 So yeah. we heard from the offensive players. They were bitching. Apparently things did not go well. Defensive players were saying it was uh, it was a good day of practice. So was it tough out there today? Uh, well, every day there's good things and, and not so good things. It's always things to work on. Uh, just keep grinding through it. But we're making progress. Yeah. We just got a long way to go. Yeah, you know, I, I hear the word grind a lot, Coach. And I gave, you know, Matthew Slater a hard time about this. And I guess, you know, people are calling you Chill Bill. Like you've changed and you're lighter on the guys and it's not as hard and you're giving them days off. And I was talking to Slater. I was like, man, I did it the whole back in my day thing. Oh, we would never get so many days off. Is it? Is it? Is it? Have you focused uh, really on giving the guys more time off because of the workload or just because the sign of the times? Yeah, no, our workload's been high. It's, it's been, you know, we we track what we do every year and compare it from year to year. Of course, each year is different uh, depending on your schedule and so forth, but. Uh, our workload's up. I know you, you you talk about this, that every year is a different year and you do things differently every year. Uh, Christian tells the stories about Warren Moon and playing with him. You also played with uh, Testaverde, right? Yes, yes. So two quarterbacks that, can we call them elder citizens, senior <laughs> citizens or whatever. You've got one on the staff. He's pretty damn good still. He's the MVP. Do you have to manage him and his minutes differently now at, at his age? I think it's more of a year-to-year thing. Um, where a player is one year, where he is the next year, aren't necessarily dependent on his age. It just might depend on what, you know, if he has something that's bothering him or, um, again, just, you know, what the workload is because that ours isn't always the same. So, uh, you know, we have a lot of guys on our team that are a little bit limited in something they can't do, but they can do other things. And so we, you know, we do that with everybody. I mean, rookies uh, to – to veterans, to all the guys in between. I mean, that's just part of our daily routine. Does that make it harder when it's a quarterback? Because, you know, it's like you sit a wide receiver, or say somebody like Gronk, who's already got a good repetition, or, you know, can work with Brady, but Brady needs to new yeah. weapons offensively at wide receiver. If you limit him, does it affect those guys as well? Yeah, again, we, we try to balance uh, what, what's best for the individual and what's best for the team and, and try to make the best decision we can. So uh, we have 90 players, 89 players, and um, – have a lot of different needs in practice, offense, defense, special teams, running game, the passing game, situational football, and so forth. So, uh, in the end, we just try to put it all together and make the most efficient use of our time. So, we just talked to Slater, and he's talking about joint practices in the past. Now, it's a nice breakup, and you're going up against other guys and other teams. If you had your choice, would you, would you have them this year? Does, that, does it help you? The benefit outweighs sort of like the negatives towards that? Uh, well, I mean, the schedule is what it is. We've had them, we've not had them. I think, the, you know, we have our opportunities to make our team better and to build our team. We'll try to do the best we can to make the most of them. Um, I don't have any issues with, with what we're doing this year. Um, might be different next year. Might that might have been different the year before. I don't think that's really that important. I think it's how we how productive we are with our time. And so we're going to try to do the best we can with it. But I'm, I'm fine with where we're at. Yeah, Coach, it was, it was 
you know, based on like the the workload for, let's say, for Brady, is it uh, to the point where it's like a pitcher with a pitch count with Brady as far as how much he actually throws? Are you guys charting that to compare it to last year, and maybe you could draw some correlation between success and you know something like that? Yeah, we don't we don't really do it that way, but we again we you know we keep track of every player. That's that's our job. We have people on our staff that do that, and so. Um, some of it's football related. Some of it's just physically what they do and where they're at and what they can do. So, and we put it all together and, like I say, to, to make the best decision we can for the player and the team. You and Brady have been together for a long time now. You've had great success together, and obviously the organization has had phenomenal success. There was a lot of stuff uh, reported in the offseason that there might be a rocky relationship. We now hear stories in the last few days that Tom apparently has agreed to, um, you know, something additional in his contract, some change in his contract. Do you feel that the relationship between you and Tom has changed at all in, in all these years, Bill? Do you sense something different here? Something different. I mean, look, 19 years is 19 years, so any relationship's going to evolve over that period of time, which ours has, you know, but we still do basically the same things that we've done for quite a period of time now, and um, I don't see that changing. But you don't sense any friction, because that's what was reported in the offseason. You don't sense that. I have a good relationship with Tom. I have a lot of respect for Tom. We won a lot of games together. I hope we can win some more together. I know he feels the same way. You know, one of the guys that gets brought up a lot when you bring up Tom Brady is Alex Guerrero. I'm curious, this year, has his access changed at all? I know last year he wasn't traveling with the team, he wasn't on the sidelines during games. Is that the same this year, or will it be different? Yeah, I, I'm not going to get into the responsibilities and all that of people that uh, don't work on our in our organization. So he's not, he's not with the organization, right? You said that in the past? That's correct. You know, one of the things I was looking at is I remember back when Charlie Weiss left and Romeo left, I didn't I didn't really feel like there was any change in the way things were handled. It seems like a real easy transition. Josh McDaniels comes back. He stays. Flores is now, I guess, I don't know if he's a defense quarter entirely, but it seems like he's, he's running the defense. What's that transli- transition been like for, for, for the defense overall as far as just managing the expectations and this, his philosophy on calling a game? Well, again, we have a long way to go. We haven't really played a game. We're not going to play a game until uh, we play the Texans uh, when we actually game plan and uh, get into the strategizing for our game and so forth. So right now we're really trying to install our system, um, get comfortable with um, the techniques, the communication, and the personnel, however it goes together in various groupings and so forth. And we're working our way through that, and we'll we'll see how it goes. Before, has he called games in the past? Like, whether it be a scrimmage or... Yeah, Brian's a very experienced coach. He's been here for a long time. He's worked in uh, scouting all three sides of the ball in defense, um, multiple areas, uh, all, th- all three sides of the ball, offense, defense, special teams, multiple areas on defense. He's He knows the game well. He knows our system well. He knows our players well. Talking about that, um, in preseason games, obviously you don't game plan the way you will in the regular season. You're operating with a 90-man roster through the entire camp now. Christian was talking about it earlier. Not as many practice sessions as you've had in the past. You've always had great success finding that gem somewhere, undrafted kid that suddenly becomes a productive player for you. Is it more difficult to do it now, these days, to find that guy? Because there's, 
you're going through so much of a of a process during the camp? Uh, well, I mean, th- those guys are, you know, the it's longer odds on them anyway. But no, I wouldn't say so. I mean, the draft process is, um, you know, is, is a little bit harder than what it used to be. With a lot of you know the majority, not the majority, but such a high percentage of kids coming out early. Um, there's a little bit, I would say, less information overall on, on a lot of guys in college. So there are guys that aren't drafted or are drafted lower than uh, what they end up showing up to be in training camp. So I think you just have to do a good job. Everybody's working with the same, you know, in the same circumstances. Um, as far as practices and all that go, I mean, this is no different than it's been since the new CBA. So we're, I don't know, what, seven years into that, yeah. whatever it is. So, um you know, it's the same for everybody. It is what it is. I think everybody's adjusted to it. Again, I think the main thing is to make the most of the opportunities, and that's what we try to do. Coach, one of the things people talk a lot about this offseason was they wanted to see what this new helmet rule was. You know, we talked a lot about going into that game Thursday night. You guys, there wasn't one call in your game, but around the league there's been some complaints. Do you feel like you've got that right understanding? They've explained it enough to where you feel like pro- you, know, that you can coach it up and your guys can understand? Is it, you understand it enough in that way? Right. Well, I talked about that quite a bit last week, um, and I think we'll just have to see how it just see how it goes. Um, you know, we've had this type of situation before with uh, a rule like the defenseless receiver, or defenseless player, and that rule has evolved. And uh, I think we're all fairly comfortable with that. Fans, players, coaches, uh, what it is, what it isn't. Um, I think this rule may be similar. It might take a little bit of time to evolve, but in the end. Uh, fundamentally, what what the league's trying to do, what we're all trying to do, is make it a safer game. We're all for that, so uh, hopefully, we'll continue to work towards that end. Yeah, there's um, I, I, Vrabel was on one of the uh, I guess the NFL rules committee or something like that, where he actually broke down defensive ends and linebackers and the different techniques that were I guess outlawed now and how to I guess adjust to it. And it was it seemed like it was a pretty easy fix as far as just basically not sticking your hand in there and using your hands more um, and I've been to a couple of practices I haven't noticed it but I also haven't seen any egregious plays that I thought would be called when there is something like that do you guys stop I mean stop practice or bring the player over and address it right away and, and maybe go over some alternative moves uh, well if it's that obvious in practice we don't have too many of those in practice um, that I can remember they're pretty infrequent it might come up on film. I think probably the film would be a better place to uh, articulate that so that you could actually show the play, you know, give everybody a, a good sense of it because everybody might not have seen it out on the field. Sometimes it's hard to correct it for an entire team on the field because everybody didn't see the play you're talking about, just the one individual. But, you know, a lot of cases you want that message to go to everybody, not just one guy. So we'd probably do it in a, in a film correction meeting and – let everybody see it, and if it was done incorrectly, try to show uh, examples of a similar play being done correctly uh, so that everybody could see that if, if that were to come up. Coach, in baseball, a lot of the managers will often sit there and say, you know, I have an open-door policy. You can come in, and we can talk about anything, whatever's on your mind, and I'll tell you the truth. You, do you have that same sort of policy with your guys? I, mean, I meet with our players every day. So uh, w- where I'm curious is that uh, – at the end, I'm curious whether it was the spring or earlier in camp, did any of those players take advantage? Did they feel like they needed to talk to you about the Malcolm Butler situation in the Super Bowl, why he didn't play? Did anyone come to you? 
Yeah, I've already addressed that uh, question, Lou. So really, I'm focused on this year, this training camp, trying to get the 2018 team better. Uh, not some other year, some other game. Some that happened last year, five years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. It, like, it, we're past all that. And I understand that. You know, but I always feel like, you know, in order to go forward, you got to close up the past. Because you've seen Seattle. Yeah, that was done a long time ago. A couple, you see Amendola a couple weeks ago still talking about it, not knowing. I'm just curious. Some of these guys, just the, the, the captains, the guys you respect, do they feel like they could talk to you if they – if they had issues to address that? Again, I talk to the team every day. I, I can't think of a day that I've the team's been in here that we haven't had a team meeting. I haven't addressed them. And there's things to talk about. We talk about them. Thursday night, you're uh, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. The game will certainly have a lot less um, at stake than the Super Bowl did, yet Lane Johnson is all excited he's about excited. playing the Patriots again. and He's sitting there, and he's talking a lot of crap out there right now. Uh, is this a little bit unusual for a preseason game? I know we've had some fights now with some teams, which you've probably seen in the preseason. Is there any concern on your part with this one? Concern for what? Approach. I mean, our approach is we have to improve as a football team. We have an opportunity to do it this Thursday night against a very good football team. Uh, they have a lot of talent. They're well coached. And we want to do the best we can to improve our team and be ready for the regular season, be ready for the 16-game, uh, the opener against Houston and the and the 16-game regular season. It's another step in our process, so that's what we're focused on. I just find it a little unusual that a player on the other team that actually won the Super Bowl is sitting there talking trash about a practice game, right? A, a preseason game, not a, a practice. A like, right. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Have you heard that before? I, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really followed it, so I don't know. So if, if you could, um, you talk about there's, you still have a long way to go. Compared to years past, is this team ahead of the curve or behind, or are they right where you think they should be? Yeah, well, there's no curve. Um, you just try to keep, keep building on your team each day, and uh, things may go a little faster than you expect in some areas. It might go a little slower in other areas. Uh, might be about the same, um, and there may be other factors that – accelerate or decelerate the pace i think you just take it one day at a time and try to as i said maximize the opportunity that we have out there on the practice field in the meeting rooms and classrooms and walkthroughs film study make the most we can out of every every day so you guys lost matt patricia in the off season and and having you know josh mcdaniels back here and whether he left the rumors whether he's going to bring some coaches with him but it, it must feel good i mean tom brady's getting older to have that offensive coordinator and that relationship back that must be a pretty uh good feeling for you yeah, Josh's a great coach. We have a great staff, and um, I'm certainly uh, privileged to have Josh on our staff. He, he does a tremendous job. All right, Bill, we're looking forward to it every Monday, and now you can move back to your old seat. No, I like you it over when here. Bill leaves, I like it over here. What do you mean you like it over Wait, here? Wait, do you go back to your too close to Glenn? Is it, is, it, like is it? You feel like you're in a time warp right now, Coach? <laughs> like you have, you have Glenn right here. I mean, he hasn't changed at all. He's still got great hair, right? I think I think both Bill and I look a little bit older than the last time <laughs> we sat here across from each other, but we're still doing just fine. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're hanging in there. Bill, it's good seeing you. We'll see you next month. All right, sounds good. Thanks. Have a good